I really wish that was the biggest thing I took away from this movie is I really wish that there was more movies like this for black kids, but all like that were made in this like century or this decade, really. Um, but also, just is in there general, one? I, I feel like the I feel like the the teen genre has fallen off. The teen comedy genre has fallen off, and I wish it would kind of come back. But I just miss that whole sort of like fun spirit and just kind of like having just like a really good time. And it's not too much, you know, strife and drama. It was just like, we're having the party. We're going to go to the party. It's going to be lit. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody can object to that. No, I think you're right. It may be- like, I honestly think yeah. we should have like super bad, but for like black kids. Yes, yes. Maybe it's because I'm not a teenager anymore and I'm just like, you know, out of the loop, which makes sense because those movies aren't necessarily for me anymore. Um, They're not made Mm -hmm. with me in mind, but it would just be a really good thing, I think, if they kind of like, and maybe, you know, we're we're due for a few, like, in that film cycle of genres repeating themselves um, and becoming really popular and trendy again. I think maybe... Praying, praying hands emoji that we get more fun teen comedies. If not for me, then for the teens. Not <laughs> <laughs> for you, for the teens. I think I agree with that. I would like to see that as well. Yeah, I mean, I think that we, you know, those those are some of the best movies to me when I was like younger. Especially, I mean, they did make me think that high school was gonna be like the best thing ever, and it was not really. But it would be nice, <laughs> I think. To just see what that looks like in 2018. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys, and welcome to Black Girl Film Club. This is a podcast where two Black women discuss movies. Today, we're going to be discussing 1990s House Party. And the reason why we picked this movie is because it's Black History Month. So for our first formal episode, we're talking about a Black Hood classic. So since this is our like first real episode, we did um, record a pilot about Peter Jackson's Brain Dead or Dead Alive from 1992. So you might get a taste of us just kind of like getting our feet wet in the podcast game. We might upload that soon. But since this is our first official episode, I thought that maybe we could take a few minutes and introduce ourselves. So I'm going to throw it to Ashley and let her do her introduction first. Hi guys, this is Ashley. Um, I'm also one half of Black Girl Film Club. Um, I live in Dallas, Texas, and I am a designer. Um, and I guess I guess we want to talk about like our reasons, our our motivations for the podcast. Yeah. Is that what we want to do? Um, okay. Well, this is like a more fully formed, I guess, reason than what I gave the last time. But um, it kind of started around basically right before all hell broke loose with like Harvey Weinstein and a bunch of stuff. It was a combination of 
weird film bros being really inappropriate and also mansplaining films to women if they didn't like the film. It just kind of irritated me a lot. And so I thought, hey, this would be really nice. You have a nice place where girls could talk about movies and they don't have to be interrupted by men explaining what they think the movie is about. Um, and then I hooked up with Brittany, who I've known for a while now. I feel like it's and we have like eight or eight years. Wait, like it's seven, been a really six, long time. seven, eight around then there, I guess. It's been a minute. Yeah, six or yeah, it has. We we uh we go back and forth on Twitter a lot, <laughs> and um uh yeah. So we basically always talk about movies anyway. So this kind of became like a nice, cool idea for us to sort of gather all our thoughts and maybe find other girls, especially other Black girls who also like to talk about movies who don't feel like they have the same. Um, I guess, space to talk about them and kind of get their thoughts or get other people's thoughts um, about the movies that they like. So that's my cute speech. <laughs> and hi, guys. I'm the other half of Black Girl Film Club. My name is Brittany, and I'm a professional procrastinator from Cleveland, Ohio. And like Ashley said, the purpose of us starting this podcast is to have a safe space for Black women to discuss movies because we're often cut out of these conversations. Like a lot of movie podcasts oftentimes feature like white dudes talking about movies. And I honestly have yet to come across a person of color podcast regarding movies, um, let alone a podcast with two women, two person of color or two black women being like the host. So like Ashley said, like Ashley is probably as into movies as I am. She does like film challenges where she challenges herself to watch like a certain genre and see how many movies in the month she can do. Um, but for me, like I just really enjoy film. It's something that I always have. And now I have a platform to bother everybody else with my opinions. <laughs> yeah we're here to bother you guys yeah <laughs> like just like pretend this is our twitter feed and i'm making you watch like a movie where like people catch zombieism through as like a stz like you should check out <laughs> so for tonight oh my god no <laughs> i think i made everybody watch contracted at one point in time you didn't you didn't get me though. Oh, so you definitely have to watch Contracted. <laughs> she didn't get me and she never will. <laughs> She'll watch it someday. Someday. She might. She might. <laughs> so tonight's episode, someday. um, we thought that this month, February, being Black History Month, was the perfect month to like kickstart a black girl film club. So Ashley and I both made a list of movies that we would like to cover. And we did have a lot of similar movies listed, but when Ashley said she wanted to cover House Party, I was like, yes, we have to do House Party. <laughs> so this is where we are. So Ashley, I'm going to let you like yeah. give us like a synopsis of what the movie's about. Yes. So this is going to come to like be a big surprise to some of y'all, but it's about a house party. Oh my God. <laughs> but basically, uh, <laughs> Kid and Play, 
to, I guess, okay, first of all, before we get into the synopsis, I should also mention that I'm not young, but not well-versed <laughs> in a lot of older Black movies. That's on me. It's kind of sad, I know. But, um, so when I explain this, I'm probably going to fuck up. Just let y'all know. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so Kid and Play, which are two, um, I guess they had like a rap duo, right? Sort of like a, uh, oh, what's the other ones? Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh yeah. Prince. No, no, no. Um, like crisscross. They remind me of crisscross more than Jazzy right. Jeff. I don't know Chris why. Cross? I think it's just their rap. Is it because they want light skin, one dark skin? <laughs> Do they remind you of Chris? They Cross? do. Because one is light skinned and one honestly, is dark. Honestly, they kind of do. That's terrible, but like they do. That's bad. I'm sorry. This is our first episode and I've already fucked up. My bad. What? We're setting we're setting our standards. Yeah, these right are the here. standards. We can always we can only go up from here. But yeah, so basically yeah. <clears throat> kid is kind of sheltered by his father his i believe his mother passes it passed away before the events of the film uh to were to assume and um i believe we're to assume and um his friend play has is hosting a house party i think they've been planning it for a while basically they i mean he goes to the house party and has a great time while also dodging bullies trying to get with a girl dodging the police at every turn um so yeah it's a pretty straightforward movie i don't know if there's too many too many uh intricate plot points unless you might have an intricate plot point no okay Um, no yeah straight up so we could yeah like you basically summed up the movie somebody is planning a house party they have the house party people go to the house party the end. I mean, as if life is only that simple. <laughs> I wish, but like, what really sold me on the movie This Go Round? Like, I this is one of those like, it's the mid nineties. Your cousin is breaking your hair, and a movie is on. This is one of those movies for me. So I don't know the first time I actually saw the movie, but I feel like it was always present in my household um but like watching it as an uh, official adult it was a little different like first of all like when the movie opens you can already tell it's gonna be a black ass movie because it opens with luther vandross going squeeze (laughs) bad boy i'm like yes luther yes and I was like, I, I didn't know that was happening, but it happened. And I was like, I am ready to enjoy yes. myself. That's one thing about Black movies, I will tell you. Lots of Black movies from the 90s, they all kind of started out with like an older Black singer <laughs> kind of setting the scene <laughs> to like a Luther. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and it just, I think, um, yeah, the first, I guess, opening scene. Well, I guess, do we want to get to the opening scene now? Do we have anything else we want to say about the movie? beforehand like i feel like the movie doesn't it kind of open at with them at school no the movie well actually i should say this this is my very first time watching house party there is a reason for this oh my god 
It's not a good, oh it's not a good reason either. <laughs> you have to share. Okay. It well, it's kind of it's it's kind of a lot, but basically, so when I was younger, I was mostly into like animated movies, like Die Hard, Disney, anything that was like not real people. So if you even like showed me like a house party or like something similar, any kind of like live action movie, I would be kind of like, oh, that's nice. Where's, where's my Lion King VHS? I would like to watch that again. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like that until I was probably like 11 or 12. Um, But also like a big thing that I, um, that kind of, I think really pushed me or at least didn't push me, but maybe was the reason why I wasn't introduced to a lot of movies until like way later in life is because I didn't really um, grow up with a lot of like cousins close in age. I don't have any like siblings, um, like no like real kind of family that were like lived, they lived close, but like they weren't really like close in my age range or age group. So I never had like the cousin mm-hmm. or like the older sister who like put me up on game and were like, hey, you should watch this. Hey, let's do this. It was always sort of like I was slowly working my way through every Disney movie made. And then <laughs> and then one day I was kind of like, I'm too old to be watching these. Like, what? I should branch out. <laughs> I should start branching out and start watching something else. And so, like, um, so, yeah, House Party was always the movie. Like, I, I knew about it. And I knew who Kid and Play were. Like, I had, like, a first, like, not a first name. But, like, you know, I kind of know, like, oh, yeah, that's Kid and Play. Guy with high top fade. So, um, so yeah, just me not watching like a lot of these movies, like it kind of sucks because it's, um, it's one of those things that I think like a lot of black people sort of, they have that cultural sort of marker where you kind of like, oh, you know, you know, this quote from this movie, I know this quote from this movie, that kind of thing. Like you can relate to people in that manner. And that was something that I am now starting to have when I start to watch these movies. And it's weird because like some of the things in the movie, I was like, okay, I recognize that, but I just had never seen it, you know, which is kind of odd not Mm -hmm. having seen this movie before. Yeah. I mean, I can understand. Like the only reason that I've watched all this stuff is because um, my real cousins and all my play cousins, my uncle was like a younger uncle. So, like, um, me and my cousins would hang out with him and my aunt, and we would watch movies. So, like, that's kind of how I got into it. But, like, with, I feel like the movie, does it open with them, like, prepping for the party? Kind of like Can't Hardly Wait, where everybody's at school, like, getting, like, yeah, plays, going around telling people he's having a party and um, inviting people over and then we run into like the bullies, which are like kid and play are both the smooth, like 30 years old, pretending to be like, high schoolers. Yeah. Like, do they ever say what grade? I would probably in? say they're probably like juniors or seniors. Well, I guess juniors and seniors, because I think like the second one I read, like they're both in college, right? Okay. So yes. I would say probably juniors or seniors. Okay. And, like, what day of the week is this party on? Because they <laughs> say know. it's a school I, night, I, but, like, is this a Tuesday, a Wednesday? Like, what's <laughs> going on? 
I don't know. I felt I always thought it was like a a Friday just because the like the dad when he goes and like goes and looks for play and stuff. It's like, well, like who? And then like the the other um uh Sydney's mom and dad when they're at the party, like everybody's out somewhere. And so I was like, usually people are not out that late on a school night, like especially not parents, maybe like you know, kids and stuff, but definitely not parents. So I always thought it was on a Friday, but I actually didn't realize that they mentioned it was a school night. So now I'm 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 wondering. Because like, did you it was something in like dialogue between Robin Harris, R.I.P. and Kid, they were like like he was trying to get his father to let him go, but he it was something about it being a school night and I was like uh what because this is clearly like a like you said like a friday saturday event but i feel like this was like a wednesday because later on in the movie it was something about like having to go to school in the morning i think and i was just like mm, okay oh, really but like with kid yeah i missed that part because there's no way and okay well i was watching the movie though I had a question for you. Have you ever been to like a house party before? How was mm-hmm. it? Like, was it as fun and exciting as this looks? I have, I, um, so I, I will say I was in high school in the early 2000s. So not the early, early 2000s, but <laughs> 2004, 2004, I was a, I was a, Fresh. Wait, hold on. I graduated in 2007. So 2004, no, 2005, 2006, 2007. Does that make sense? Is that right? I do not know. So listen, I was, yes, I did not go to school during this era of, you know, partying. So it was a little different because, like, I did go to, like, a couple, um, not, I guess a couple in school and then definitely like more in college. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like a few more in college, but there's always not the same vibe. Like definitely not the dancing. That was the biggest thing that I was like, oh my God, people dancing at a party. Can you believe it? <laughs> I I wish, cause um, I think the last couple of times I've been to a party, it's just like people kind of standing around, people like on their phones, especially like, nowadays like in recent years um and people are really kind of into more of like the kickback thing which I just kind of started to understand what that means I cannot stand that (laughs) let's go to have a kickback (sighs) I'm like oh nobody wants to dance nobody wants to like move around it's all like let's just chill (laughs) so definitely and have a nice kickback yeah I don't like I don't I don't see, like, I can see why that'd be fun, but, like, if I'm going to get up and get dressed and, like, actually leave the house, like, make it, (laughs) like, make it more than, like, doing something I could have done at my own house. Like, I want to dance and I want to have, you know, fun, especially with dudes dancing. Like, that was also, like, a really great part of this movie was, like, boys dancing and not being afraid or looking kind of awkward when they do it. Like, they were just, like out there and it wasn't sort of like a, oh like let me make sure my boys don't see me or you know if all my boys are over here then I'm gonna be over here it'll just be like 
mouthing the words to Migos <laughs> and kind of looking cool. And so uh, it does, that is something I really never got to like experience, like a real true, like everybody's dancing, everybody's having fun. Nobody's sitting around being like, you know, stank in the corner kind of house party. I felt like I've been to like one quote unquote house party when I was in high school mm-hmm. and it was in somebody's basement and it was dark. And this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie that I'm describing, (laughs) but it was dark and it was just a whole bunch of kids I went to school with. And like, it wasn't anything as like exciting and fun like this party. So I feel like that particular vibe kind of, I missed out on that being born too late. Mm -hmm. You know, those people on Tumblr who always talk, I wish I was born in the 1950s so I could have segregated <laughs> pools and water fountains. You know, the good old days for me. <laughs> for me, I wish I was born in like the late 70s. So like you would be a teen in like the 80s and 90s and have fun. So I yeah. do, like, I, that's the only era that I think I would want to be born in. Anything before that, it's rough. It's it's rough now, but it's rougher. Yeah. Um. But I guess we could get into, like, the, what do you think the driving force behind all of this is? Like, what do you think the driving force behind, like, I, um, like, what is everybody's motivation to go toward this, like, go to this party? I'm probably just to I mean it's either just to find a girl and maybe possibly get laid or just to be out the house because kids seem like he just never got to go out the house ever and I can relate because my mom was like where are you going she'd always be like are you coming back you need to come back before 10 I'm like nothing happens before 10 o'clock so I can definitely relate to his struggle on that part um I don't know. I think Sydney and well, Shireen was definitely like, I'm just here to have fun. I'll play with, I'll play this dude. I'll play this dude. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm here to have fun and dance and look cute. I think she was successful in that endeavor as well. Yeah. Like, so it seemed like uh, Play is throwing this party to get girls. And he has invited the whole school except for the bullies. And let's get into the bullies. Like, I don't know their names. All I know is one is named Pee-wee, and he has the most annoying voice ever. Like, it's high-pitched. All of them have jerry curls. Some of them have, like, a jerry mullet, a jamullet. And they all have on, like, muscle tees. Like, when I was watching, like, that one dude literally had his titties out. And I was like, girls get written up for wearing like a thick, thick tank top. But this yeah. is like, you can see his nipples. And he in school. I, I remember having to do like the, is bullying I remember having to do like the three finger, like your, your, your tank top straps had to be three fingers with, or you couldn't wear it. That was like, I don't know if that was a Texas thing. Cause they're a little wild down here, but that was definitely, when I was watching it, I was like in the cafeteria scene. I was like, wait, wait, wait the fashion here <laughs> would never have happened. It was, yeah, it was a lot, a lot of, of hats, there was a lot of shorts. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of vests in this movie. I don't know if I would ever pull they, out a vest. Like one of the bullies from Full Force, he looked like he was dressed in Fashion Nova. Yeah. 
like he looked like he had just got a package from Fashion Nova, was about to post his haul on YouTube. Yeah, because I was looking did. at, but I like, was looking at, um, I guess there was a bully called Stab, right? Uh, yeah, I think he was like the lead bully. Right? He had like all these piercings, and I was looking, and one of them was like a big old hoop. <laughs> But he only had one hoop on one side. <laughs> there was no big hoop on the other side. That was a statement. So I've been rewatching like Living Single and Overton has a hoop. Living if y'all not watching Living Single on Hulu, y'all need to. It is so comforting. It's super interesting. It's fun. But yeah, just get into that. Especially since it's Black History Month. So like, I guess what like everybody's getting prepped for the party so we talked a little bit about sydney and shireen so the movie in addition to like kid and play tisha campbell and what's what's her name i know she's like a fitness oh, um, lady now i think her name is aj what's, what's, aj johnson yeah the one who plays shireen i think that's it yes yeah like sydney and shireen are like BFFs and one thing that I it's probably a little problematic but I had a question about like where is this school located and where does everybody live because everybody with the exception of the bullies oh Martin Lawrence is also in this as a DJ with stank breath named Bilal that everybody's ah. comment about how much his breath stank, so oh, it must gosh. be that. Yeah, Bilal. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, like, everything is in walking distance. So, for Kid, Kid lives with his overprotective father. Like Ashley mentioned earlier, apparently his mother passed away. And, like, as a result of a scuffle that we didn't mention earlier that he had with Full Force, um, he got suspended from school. And so when he got home, he was trying to make it home before the um, mail got there, which why was the mail running so late? No, because that I, I, I guess it's kind of like you try to make it home before like your report card gets there or whatever. Um, so I get it. But then also he was waiting for a phone call. So we didn't talk about this. Okay, first, we have to jump back in time a little bit. So the reason why he's running away from... He's reason why he's trying to get to the um, to the house before this note comes or for this phone call from school is because he gets into it, he gets into it with the bullies in the lunchroom because he keeps bumping into them. He keeps bumping into Stab, I think. And he tries to throw Jello at them and he misses... And he hits a portrait of Ronald Reagan that's hang, hanging up in the in the school cafeteria. And so they beat, I mean, they basically beat him up. And of course, uh, Play and Bilal do not have his back, even though they swore that they would. And they do this whole, like, <laughs> they do this whole, like, thing. Like, what's that thing? What's that smell? Do you smell that? I smell that. I think you smell like pussy. We smell pussy. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? <laughs> They do that like multiple times <laughs> in the movies. So I guess it's like their thing of like calling somebody a pussy. But when they get into this fight, like they get sent to the principal's office, which is noted that like the principal is probably the only white person. Principal and that portrait of Ronald Reagan were like the only two white people probably in the school. 
And um, and they, I remember they also get in a fight because Stab called uh, Kid's mother a hoe, I think. And yes. yes. And then the principal's yes. like, you can't call this boy's mom a garden tool. <laughs> Bruh, I laughed so hard. It was so, it was so lame. But I laughed so hard. Yeah, it was definitely Lord of Light, oh uh, clueless white person moment. <laughs> like peak clueless <laughs> white person. It's such a yeah. low-hanging fruit yeah, joke. Yeah, like, dang, <laughs> she's really like, she's probably got a, like a school full of black kids and they're just shouting stuff at each other all day long. She can't tell why they're mad. <laughs> she know what a hoe is, bruh. She know what a hoe is. She knows. She just seemed very clueless at that moment. And I was like, poor principal. But maybe, you know. But I was also very, um, it was kind of interesting to see that, why would they have that portrait of Ronald Reagan? Like, uh, you, wait, how long was Reagan president? He stopped being pres- early president 80s? in 1990? Wait, no, 1988. Oh, I'm so dumb. Oh my God. Bush was president. So, Reagan was president 84 to 88 and then Bush the first Bush the first was president he was president in time maybe they were doing like the Reaganomics thing I don't oh god I'm embarrassing myself I'm sorry guys I don't know much about presidents. thank you Texas education (laughs) (laughs) I'm really awful with it actually oops Oh, I think I just embarrassed my like teachers and my parents who are educators for not knowing when uh, Reagan was it president. Says, Eighty-one. Okay, this one says Google. My good friend, my good homie, says January twentieth of eighty-one to January twentieth of nineteen eighty-nine. So basically, the whole of the eighties. That's a long freaking time. Okay. Ugh, yeah. That's- yeah. Maybe. He had a lot of time to make people fall in love with him, like yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, no, they still love him. Don't don't get it fooled. They adore the hell out of Reagan. So I just I thought it was very interesting that they had this like school full of black kids, and they had this like one portrait of Ronald Reagan. And it was a tiny little portrait too. It was kind of like the kind you would buy like at Kmart or something. <laughs> it was really like the ones you would have like hanging up in your house. So I was like, somebody brought that from their house. And hung that up there. It seems like that was that probably belonged to the principal. <laughs> I, I think yeah. so because she didn't know what a hoe was, but she sure knew Ronald yeah. Reagan. But like, okay, so kid is trying to go to this party. He gets home, and when he gets home, he does actually get permission from Robin Harris. And like Ashley and I were talking a little bit before we started filming, I mean recording. Sorry, guys, and. I just realized that Robin Harris of Bebe's Kid fame, another hood classic, was only like he was 36 years old when he passed away. And I swore on everything that he was like a cute 48. Yeah. Like I didn't know he was like so young. He looked looked so old. Kid and Play were probably like in their late 20s when they filmed this. And then. Definitely Robin Harris looked like he was in his, like, 40s or 50s, which I feel bad for saying, but, like, he did look like somebody's daddy, which makes sense, but also, like, like, wow. 
Bro, he was like six months older than Kid playing his dad. I mean, basically. This is like Amy Poehler and Rachel. I almost said Rachel Evanswood, but that's also not right. From which one? From where? Rachel McAdams. From um, Mean Girls, Regina George. Amy Poehler played her mom, but they were like a few months apart in age. So that was weird when I found out. But that's how I felt about like Kid and Robin Harris. So... Um, he's a, a single father raising an adult son um, who's in high school and he gets home. He works at night. So he's at home, you know, resting up for his next shift and kid makes it home. He gets permission from his father. Um, and right when he was getting ready to get going, like getting himself together for the party, the mail came at what? 5 30 in the afternoon <laughs> and drop off the notice that he got in trouble in school and so his dad was like bro you're not going to this party you're grounded and of course you know it's robin harris and he is hilarious so it was like some really good jokey jokes going on at yeah. that time um so of course i'm not robin harris so i can't get into it like that but it was entertaining um, so with Kid unable to go to the party, it kind of like wrote like the storylines kind of like go back and forth. So you got Kid dealing with his dad. You got Play getting ready for the party. Um, so I feel like the next scene is when Play goes to pick up Bilal. And one thing. Uh, the funny part about um, the funny part about Robin Harris, he's talking about Bilal. He says, I, I don't know why they named that. That kid, that African na- name, knowing damn well they from Cleveland. Bruh, I wrote that down too, because I was like, <laughs> I'm from Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like when the time and like everything's like super like, I think people are really like definitely sort of in their like African pride and and naming their kids, all kinds of <laughs> Bilal. I was like, because at first I was like, I had no idea like what martin lawrence's character's name was for like the longest time and i had to like rewind a little bit and i was like oh damn that's below oh man but like so play his like i guess the personas of kid and play um play is like the playboy when i was watching this i was like play kind of cute he looked like a cute bobby brown so I could get into that. <laughs> nice grill. Not not too not too jagged up there. No, it's just a little crooked. It's all right. Um, but he's trying to get the girl. So he <laughs> he he rolls up with Kelly Joe Mentor, who I love because she's in um one of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and she's amazing. And she's also in that movie Summer School that I have watched too many times. But Play is more focused on getting the music and his girl mm-hmm. to the party, but Blau is the DJ. And when Blau is formally like introduced into the movie, you see his room and like this oh my was God, his room. the weirdest, creepiest the room, room. The room, the room. Like it was like like Blau's masturbation oh, palace, dude. Like <laughs> all his wallpaper was like Jet Beauty is of the week. And I was like, you live with your parents, you in high school, and you got all these ladies in swimsuits on your wall. Like to me, that all this seems so uncomfortable. His like parents bruh. probably never either never came into his room or just like 
ignored it. I don't know. Because he had like that big old like slippery when wet thing. I was like, oh. Oh, no. See, I would have to tell him to take yeah. that shit down. Not in my house. <laughs> Not in my house. It was like a whole wall of women. I was like, how many Sports Illustrated things did you, or whatever did you have to grab these from? Like, which magazines? How many stacks of magazines did you have to make off with to, to get this entire wall of, like, bikini women? <laughs> like, it was so many, like, black booty cheeks. Right. <laughs> precursor to king it was pretty tame compared to what you would find now but like it was like a just the fact that it was from like like floor to ceiling of like just bikini women which i mean you know i would expect it from like that's a red flag i would expect it from a teenage boy like no lie but like it was so much <laughs> it, it he turned that up to 100 like yeah that was too much for a bedroom. I mean, like, okay. You could have, like, a bikini model poster on your yeah. wall in my house, but not, we're not doing the whole wallpaper thing. Not in, not in Yeah, this I think like most people have, like, a poster or two, but not, like, a, a whole, like, backdrop. <laughs> and, you know, that took time and effort. Yeah, like, that took time. They were very evenly spaced. Like, there were no gaps. Like, it looked wallpapered. So, I was just like, he meticulously so I guess paste those up. We could give him, you know, he uh, has some A for effort yeah. there with the execution. Oh, I googled. I googled Bilal. It's a Muslim baby name. Okay. So I take whatever mm-hmm. I just said back, <laughs> and its meaning. The meaning <laughs> of it is the uh, it's caller to prayer. It's a companion. And he was a companion of okay. the Prophet Muhammad. So that. Also gives me pause. <laughs> yeah, because the way they played in this, I feel like it was like Bilal, one whose breath stinks. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, with the name and then the first, like, the first caller to prayer, or I guess it was the name of the first caller to prayer. And then, then you got Booty Magazine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, Bilal is a mess in yeah, general. Like, you can, you can contain multitudes, but like, it was doing a lot. <laughs> so like, Play is in his car. He he has like a hatchback, like a hatchback two-seater. Mm-hmm. And it was stressing me out. Like, Bilal had all his equipment, his speakers and everything ready to go. And Play was trying to like crunch it into the car and he scratched up the side of that speaker and I was stressed. Oh yeah, he like, scratched the. That's a lot of money. He scratched the fuck out of those, uh, of those speakers, like without hesitation. <laughs> like just dragged the, dragged along the. Wood. He did not care. No, I, I felt like wow there. Like I uh uh-uh, uh not no. And then he left that boy sitting on the porch while he went to go drop all that stuff well, out. Okay, before like, he did that, he also had the girl in the car because the reason why he can't fit all the... He can't take Bilal and the equipment is because Play had a girl in the car. Which I don't think they even specified who she was. Uh, I think that was like a potential bay. Yeah, I think it was somebody like he invited to the party but he had just riding around with him. And then... <laughs> So this part where he gets mad, he's like, well, you got that bitch in the car? He said something, calls a girl a bitch, and the girl, that sorry bitch in the car, and the girl immediately claps back, your mama's a sorry bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
and they go he back deserved and forth. it. He did because honestly, Martin Lawrence, God bless him. He's he's a misogynist. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's bad. It's bad. It's, it's bad. I know his character is kind of. It's very indicative of of most teenage Martin. boys. Yeah, especially Martin, which he wasn't even a teenager, but you know, it it seems very indignant. It was funny though. I did laugh. I because that girl, when she clapped back at him, I was like, you know what? That is exactly what the fuck I would say too. Because <laughs> she did not hesitate. No, it's like I don't know your mama, and- but your mama's a sorry bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so while play is getting the party ready, the movie kind of switches over to um, Tisha Campbell and AJ Johnson or Sydney and Shireen. And I guess their mission is to go to the party, of course, have fun. But it seems like both of them want to hook up with either kid and or play. Yeah, they had that kind of like playful sort of, oh, did you see play? Because they did see them in the lo- in the lunchroom. Play did, in- or not, uh, kid interacted with Sydney and Shireen, I believe. Either kid or play. One of them was like, oh, you're going to come to the party? And they were like, yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> kind of that giggly sort of thing, like, eh. And then they do want to, they obviously are going to go. And they've all, you know, dressed up in their, you know, 90s finest. Um, but they kind of talk about how kid is kind of um, childish, right? It's definitely kid is the yeah. childish one. Yes, kid so, is Originally, kid. no one's really, nobody's really pulling for uh for kid that much as much as they probably would be for play and Shireen is kind of like eh, well I mean I can get either one <laughs> yeah she did Shireen don't and care. like um Sydney went over to Shireen's house and it, this was like one of my favorite scenes in the movie and it's just like a couple seconds but like right when they're getting ready to leave from a party first like when you go in, it's a whole bunch of people in Shireen's house because she apparently lives in the projects. She has a lot of family members in there, which is kind of messed up when you think about it. Like, this is, you know, this is what we're doing with this character, which, okay. But, like, when you go into the house, you see, like, Clifton Powell as a young person, which is that. something I never thought about. Honestly, he looks the exact same because he plays yes. that's the bad guy in every movie. So at first I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. That's her brother. <laughs> yeah. I was like, and this then, can't be good. But he doesn't really show up again, I don't think. No, he was just there for a minute. And it's that one dude with the yeah. baseball cap on. You know who I'm talking about? Like the dude that you're like sitting in a chair. Him. And he had a baseball cap. He reminded me of like the- this random character from a goofy movie, but maybe that's just my imagination. But anyway, like my favorite scene of the movie is when one of her younger siblings is making that Kool-Aid and he got it all mixed up and he's pouring oh, in that man. sugar. And I was like, oh my God, I know when they taste that Kool-Aid, it is going to be so good. Like the key it's to- good, but their teeth are yes. The key to, just for you guys at home, the key to the perfect pitcher of Kool-Aid is exactly one pound of sugar. I want you guys to make it like that and prosper. <laughs> it's going to be so delicious. So at this point in the movie, like everybody, it's nighttime. Everybody's ready to go to the party. 
kid's plan is to sneak out of the house without his waking up his father mm-hmm. and go to the party. So he yes. successfully makes it out of his house. But... And I had no idea because he shut the door so hard. <laughs> it was like, who are you fooling? <laughs> he ain't that stealthy. And like, as he... Okay, so back to like what I mentioned earlier, where everything, like what kind of neighbor, like where are we in terms of neighborhood? Because like, it seems like it's in walking distance to the school. It's also like kid and play live in walking distance and Shireen and Sydney also live in walking distance. And this random fancy lawn party is in walking distance. Like, Mm -hmm. does this movie take place in like four blocks? Uh, I don't know. I know. I originally, I didn't realize that it was, I think it's set in LA. Okay. Maybe like South Central, maybe. I don't, I'm not sure like the exact location. I know it was like filmed in LA, obviously, like everything. But that's what I kind of got um when they were walking so maybe it was kind of like in like one sort of close neighborhood although um and there's certain parts of the movie where it takes people longer to get um to certain buildings or scenes like from like kids house to like uh to play's house kind of takes a while and then like Bilal didn't want obviously wanted to ride to the party like he didn't want to walk and so did kid because I think they passed him by <laughs> and oh yeah kids like uh wait 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 yeah so i don't i don't know if it's like kind of one of those things where like you don't want to be seen walking you want to be seen like driving and stuff or is it just are things that close but i feel like i feel like it's kind of like one big neighborhood where yeah i mean obviously there's a high school in the neighborhood but like people are comfortable walking i guess so it's not like me walking to like the other side of Dallas or somewhere to a party. Cause nobody walks in Dallas, <laughs> hardly anybody. So like as kid is slowly making his way to this party on foot, he is being chased down by the bullies. Mm-hmm. And this is where stuff escalates to a point where I'm concerned because like the bullies first, they want to beat up kid. And then it was like, they're going to beat his ass and set him on fire. And I was like, wait, what? what? Yeah, there's a what lot of happening? points. There's a lot of points in where the bullies were kind of like, I mean, they keep bumping into him, basically. So they just basically want to beat his ass all the time. But then there's a moment later where they're like, yeah, we're going to burn down the house that they're in. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> we never got to this point. It escalated so quickly. I was like, oh, my God. But... It it was very extreme, but like as this part of the movie kind of reminds me of like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but I guess that's the point. I think like kid is he ran into the bully, so he's trying to make his way away from the bullies. So he kind of like runs through a neighborhood garden party where well, first, George Clinton is the DJ. Yeah, but first before that, there's two parts before that. So like there's the part with the cops. Where you run to the cops oh. for the first time. And then there's also where he runs from the bullies and he f- jumps a fence in somebody's yard and he catches somebody's parents like having sex by an open window. <gasps> and I was so oh, confused. Yeah. I was so confused. <laughs> but the part with the cops, the cops end up being like a like a reoccurring, I guess, antagonists in the movie. Because they basically 
patrol the neighborhood as cops would do, but they're forever extra about it. Like they stop him. They said they're watching him, but they can't do anything to them because they ran out of donuts or something was the first thing they said. And I was like, all right, that's fine. (laughs) So you're patrolling, but not, you know, you can't really, you can't patrol too hard because you ran out of donuts. But then kid runs away from the bullies. And I don't know whose family this was. I don't know if this was like referencing like a comedy bit or something like there was like this sex scene. And I was like, why is this happening so close to an open window? (laughs) (laughs) And then the dude looks up. He was like, who was that? Yeah, because it like because in the end, like I guess he realizes like the guy realizes that kid and the bullies are there, like in their yard, and like he goes and gets a gun and like starts shooting. <laughs> and I was like, what is <laughs> happening in this movie? Like I don't even like because I would have ran away at that first point, but I guess he, I guess kid didn't want to run and run into the bullies again, but they find him anyway, so they're all just kind of like there, like what the fuck is happening? And I was like, what the fuck is happening? So I was very, very confused at this point. But and then they then they ran into the Rich Fancy Garden party after that part. And it, I guess it was like a bougie club, kind of like your Jack and Jill, where it's like a whole bunch of like black folks and formal gowns and suits. And was it like a fundraiser? And at this party, um, Sydney's parents are guests. So yeah. kid like sort of starts rapping to bring like a little bit of life to the party mm-hmm. and don't the police crash there and kind of like escort him out they um the bullies follow him first which um and i think like george clinton throws a uh like a record at at one of their heads and he says i might cry two tears in a bucket bucket <laughs> <laughs> and it it was like such a random like scene, but I think either the either the police come like unannounced or the um somebody calls. I there's something happens later on in the movie, like one of that Sydney's parents mentioned that makes me think that they didn't call the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, only because uh they mentioned that they don't want to they didn't want to like press charges because they end up not pressing charges against uh like the bullies and kid which pisses the cops off because they can't do anything to the kids but they said that they didn't want to do anything like press charges or like berate the the bullies and kid in front of the cops because that would you know due to solidarity (laughs) basically yeah um which makes sense and i like that about sydney's parents because it's always kind of like that one group of like People kind of try to make themselves seem like, oh, I'm I'm different from those other heathens, those other hoodlums. Like, you know, we're rich, respectable black people and I don't, you know, they're over there and we're over here. So I, I'm glad they didn't like berate them or try to like make them look bad in front of the cops because I know the cops would have been like ecstatic <laughs> had they have done that, <laughs> but they did yeah. not. So I did note that. So like after the party, everybody like after the garden party everybody are like finally on their way officially to the titular house party Mm -hmm. i feel like we spent like a hat like more than half the movie getting to the house party then we spend like at the actual house party but like once you're there it it looks so fun so Mm -hmm. 
at the house party, you have the iconic kid and play dance, which is a staple in every family gathering, family reunions, weddings, maybe funerals, depending. I feel like at some point when a significant amount of Black people get together, somebody is going to do a kid and play. And that's that like dance where you kind of like, I don't think I could describe it, but you know, you like do do and then you go up and you kick the leg and yeah, you tap tap with the ankle. And I read it's called the Funky Charleston. I don't know what who decided Did that part. I read. This- I have no idea. I think somebody, and this is from like the internet, so you know this might be complete shit. But somebody said it's like based off the Charleston, which I was like, I can kind of see that. <laughs> With, like, you kicking it. But I don't think anybody would actually call it the Funky Charleston. Like, nobody black. (laughs) I don't think that. I feel like somebody kind of was like, oh, we'll just call it that because it needs a name. But I don't think anybody would actually. I've never called it that. And I've done that dance before seeing that movie. Like, I know that part. You called it the Kid and Play, right? I always call it the Kid and Play dance. The Funky Charleston. That is... A white person did. I that. wanted some validity behind that statement, honestly. We, we gotta I don't know Google who that because that's said sounds, that, that sounds like a white person. I don't I don't blame them for saying that only because it does, you know, with the kicking out the legs and stuff, but like also like nobody would really call that. Like if you went to like a like a family reunion, like let's do the funky Charleston, people would not know how any, <laughs> like they would have no idea what you were talking about. I'm going to try that next time. Like, hey, guys, let's do the funky Charleston next time I'm with my cousin. It'd be like a record scratch. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be a definite record scratch. And I'd be like, what are you talking about, Brittany? Bruh. (laughs) So, like, at this party, you get um, the kid in play, of course. You also get, like, Sydney and Shireen. They must have spent a couple afternoons doing, like, some choreography Cause their like dance moves are together, and at the party they finally see that kid is there, and it seems like both of them, like both Shireen and Sydney, they both want kid, which is that's your friend. Like y'all gotta have some kind of friendship pact because that's gonna interrupt. Like that's gonna ruin your friendship. Yeah, yeah, the whole fighting over the boy it kind of bothered me a little but it's not it's not um it's not like impossible like I couldn't I could see that happening at a party it's like oh I want you know I this boy was dancing with you know I want to dance with this boy and then she started dancing on you and why would you do that he's supposed to be my friend but also it's I mean it's just kid <laughs> yeah I mean I, like okay so if you had to choose between kid or play who would you choose? Oh, geez. Kid is a sweetheart, but he's kind of weird and kind of gangly and like awkward. And so I can see why people will go for play, even though play is like kind of an, more than an asshole. Um, but also, so this is going to drum up some triggering, triggering moments in my past. But there was a boy in fourth grade that had a crush on me <laughs> and, he, and he had a high top fade. And it was so. Every time I see kids' hair, I'm like, I could, like, break something. (laughs) Wait, you said that kid basically like terrorized me, like, huh? He said in my past, and then you go in fourth grade. (laughs) 
in my past. I know it was a long time ago. That's almost 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, my not so distant like... past. No, it wasn't fourth grade. <laughs> it wasn't elementary school, yes. But it was awful. I didn't like it wasn't like somebody I dated, but like every time it still has stuck with me. Like me and my friend always like make fun of <laughs> that that horrible <laughs> moment. Because it was like everywhere I turned, it's like, oh my God, you and that box on your head. Get out of my face. <laughs> so when I see kid, I'm always like, oh, gross. <laughs> but he seems, like, he seems sweet. <laughs> you know he just, who he reminds me of? Eh. He reminds me of Drake. Oh my God, Brittany. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like, he is, he's Drake, right? He's Aubrey. He because is. He's Drake. He's Drake. Like, he was going to the party. His goal was to get Shireen, right? And when Shireen yeah. decided to be a good fa- friend because she noticed that Sydney had a crush on him, he was like, oh, well, I guess I'll go try Sydney now. That's like some really Drake stuff to do. Oh, yeah. That's, Any that's, light skin. That's patent Drake. Drake. If I had to choose between like kid or play, because I think I would go with play because it's already like established that he ain't shit. So you know what you get in. Whereas with kid, he pretends to be nice. Yeah. But that hides his inner ain't shitness. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that like, would conceal the this ain't shitness for real. Like the oh I'm just nice and yeah. And he could uh, even when he was trying to make like conversation with Sydney like on the sofa and Sydney was like, You just tried to holler at my friend like not two seconds ago. Get out of my face. Exactly. I was like I can she's like, I can see you. <laughs> and so like at this party, um play I guess he gets the mic and he starts rapping. And when I was watching this scene, I was wondering like okay. Was this beat sampled in My Neck, My Back by Kaya? Because that's what it sounded like to me. Did it really? I didn't know. It sounded like it. I didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't notice. I wish they would not rap. I wish they would not. That whole part with them rapping, I don't, I don't like it. <laughs> they aren't good rap i mean they're fun like when you listen to like rolling with kid and play it's cool but did you know that this movie was written with uh fresh prince and dj jazzy jeff am i mm-hmm. yeah i did know that. i read that on wikipedia and i was like wow and they that would have been like a different movie i feel like it would have been uh i i feel like it would have been maybe more will smith Terrible. being the asshole Maybe. Yeah. Because I can't think of anybody, like, tripping over themselves for DJ Jazzy Jeff. I mean, but hey, I live in 2018. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there. You you got to think about Flavor of Love. Everybody's trying to get with Flavor of Love. So there was somebody <laughs> out there who found DJ Jazzy Jeff attractive. No, there's somebody out like there for her. everybody. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know about DJ Jazzy Jeff, but, you know, <laughs> I mean, it was a long time ago. But I could, I mean, I can see it being like a fun movie, even with Will Smith. But I can definitely see Will being more of like the, uh, of more of more asshole-ish than than Kid is right now. I can't, yeah. I can't see him being like completely like like playing it straight. I can't see that at all. I feel like that would be like a different movie, and I don't, 
I don't know, for some yeah. reason, I don't think it would have, like, the same, like, cultural impact as this movie that has. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think, oh, I kind of want to go back and have, like, an alternate, alternate 1990 and see what that movie would be like. I feel like that would have, like, flopped. And then we wouldn't have, like, Bright on Netflix because... <laughs> Um, it just didn't work out for Will Smith. Yeah, we wouldn't have half of the the movies that we have now. We wouldn't have independent. Well, we would, but somebody else would be starring in them, probably. Who would be an alternate Independence Day? Would it be like Don Cheadle? <sighs> I can't even <laughs> see this happening. <laughs> no, it's going to be <laughs> In alternate 1990, that timeline, Terrence Howard is the Will Smith. <laughs> hey, man. We gotta get to the top of my Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Phil, oh, man. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Let me there get the caps off, man. <laughs> so... At this house party, everything is going good. And then Robin Harris at home realizes that kid is not home. And he goes out of, like, he gets up, gets dressed, and goes out to find his son. And eventually he makes his way to the party and breaks everything up. And when this scene was happening, it felt like Robin Williams or Pops was doing, like, a bit like he called somebody a test tube baby, and I was like, "Bro, that's the that's the baby's kids." I was I like, know. "This is I know. I was like, "That has to be like the first time I had, yeah, because that was like a thing in the '90s to call somebody a test tube baby." <laughs> because heard- baby's kids is a classic. Yes, I heard they that. don't die; they multiply. multiply. <laughs> <laughs> I used to hear that from people all the time, like just like like people getting roasted and stuff. Like you look like a test tube baby, and I'm like, well, okay, there's there's that. <laughs> but I was like, why did he go so hard? Oh, he roasted everybody he came into contact with yeah. in that party, and so like, kid, luckily makes it out before his, huh? We can't forget that while the party's going on, that Black American treasure John Witherspoon is next door, and he can hear the <laughs> he can hear the music from the party, and he is pissed. <laughs> He is so mad, but he also looking at folks like he said something about this girl, what she had on. And then in like his wife is played by I don't know her name, but she played um Myra. She right? was Damien Damon's mama in Friday After Next, and she was in that classic episode of Martin when yes. Gina worked for Shanae at the hair salon. Yeah, you gotta go to work on Myra's feet. <laughs> <laughs> they had to like sander trying to get her corns and bunions off oh my god so that's his wife so they call the police on the party too so not only do you got the police you got robin harris trying to look for kid and so everybody like like most wild house parties in like once the cops are called everybody scatter like roaches so kid is able to make it out of the party before his father gets there and he walks Sydney and Shireen home. Mm-hmm. So he, once again, kid being Drake, being trifling, after he strikes out with Shireen, he immediately goes and while 
he's walking Sydney home. He tries to hit on her, which bruh, bruh. And it works. Like he was successful in that endeavor, which bruh, she should have just like curved him again and then tried again another time. But like they are kind of like hooking up and then her parents come home. So this is like a lot of this movie felt Mm -hmm. like Ferris Bueller. Like every time something happened, it kind of just gave me those Ferris Bueller vibes. Mm -hmm. But kid is able to get out of the house and he's running away or something. And he runs into the police and he ends up getting arrested along. Well, no, he runs into full force again. Yeah. And they are all arrested. And then this came like this part was interesting because oh i did not like this every time i when they get to the jail yes so this was late 80s early 90s homophobia in action oh i cannot i I didn't realize because i i tuned out their raps because i was like whatever they're just talking about whatever the hell but like this one was like specifically like hey men in the jail because i think they they kind of draw straws to like see if who's going to rape him first like it was kind of like yes prepping for an assault and i was like wait this is weird and like if they're in jail like they're not in prison <laughs> so i was like who's gonna get raped what right in the jail like in the, in the police ha- in the police i don't the police are right there. So I'm so confused. Like y'all are all in there for like a night, right? Like, what are you doing? And he does and that like, weird, he does that weird rap about please don't touch my butt. Like, don't yes. I'm not homo. Like, don't touch me. Wait, I think I wrote it down. So Did you really? his like logic for this rap was like Richard Pryor told a lot of jokes to keep people off his booty. And I was like, what? And so he literally starts rapping about prison assault and not being gay. And all of a sudden this beat come on, but it's like, you're in jail. Who is making this beat that you're rapping to? And then I heard the term rump wranglers. And I was like, what? Rump wrangler? And then one yeah. line in this rap was, me a homo, no man, that's a no-no. And I was like, not only is that terrible, that's also very homophobic, bruh. Yeah. I was like, wait, kid, what are you, t- I mean, obviously, if people's about to, if somebody's about to assault you, you probably want to run around the, the jail cell too. <laughs> like, I don't, want, I don't want you all gang up and like picking who's going to go first or whatever. But like, it was also very odd to have like a musical moment here yes it was so weird and like he wrote like one of the lines was like there is a do not enter sign oh my god and i was like (laughs) he did did say that well who let these raps fly they would never and first i'm i'm gonna have to say it like Kid and play as rappers are high-key low-key trash yeah they are like it. Re- it reminds me of like early hip hop. Like I cannot listen to Sugar Hill Gang because I said a hip hop, a hippie, a hippie hit the hip hip hop and you don't stop. Yeah. Rock it to the bang bang boogie, up jumps. That's that's trash. Like I can't. I don't like it. Is, I don't want it. That's <laughs> not good rapping at all. It it's, it's just not. Good. It's not. 
It's not. It's like pre, and then I think this is like pre gangster rap and pre like a lot of, um, not conscious rap, but like definitely sort of like in, intense. Yeah. Like good rap, but like the things that make rap good, like in like wordplay and metaphor and like, you know, storytelling. I mean, it, it was heavy like storytelling, but it was kind of like, it was more, you could tell it was more like from like a DJ perspective of like just kind of calling out mm-hmm. random things. But like the things that make me like rap and then kid plays rap are completely different <laughs> things. And I never want to hear kid or play rap ever again. No, like if they, I wouldn't pay money for it. I mean, if it's happening and I'm in the room with it, oh, okay. But like to listen to it for real, for real on purpose? No, I think no thank Spotify. You. I'm curious. I'm I'm curious. You, no, you know, know they, they on are Spotify. on Spotify. You know they on Spotify. I had no idea. Justin Timberlake's White Lady Candle music is on Spotify. So everything is on Spotify. <laughs> I mean, there's some things I go and look for, and it's not there, and I'm like, oh, that sucks. But who's the forty-one thousand monthly listeners listening to this? Who's the top? aunties? Oh my God. <laughs> Aunties. Oh, in the top. Aunties. Los Angeles. Who in Los Angeles and who in Houston is listening to this? I want to know. Reveal your yourselves. Yeah, Auntie Renee in Houston. That's who listening to it. <laughs> At the Do you remember when she wore like a wrestling singlet in a leather jacket <laughs> and turned it out with these patent leather dress shoes? And she was doing the running oh, no. man. Oh, God. <laughs> with her asymmetrical bobs that's your auntie oh man asymmetrical bobs that took me way back we let that and happen I, I mean that it honestly was some good looks like when you think about like t-bot's hair and like the ace those are looks those are like auntie looks like your young auntie like your 20 year old auntie mm-hmm, had like really long nails and stuff yeah no i know with the glitter nails yes with she cocoa nails like out. swv yeah. And so Kid gets bailed out of jail by someone and he I think he, they call they call um Kid no, Kid calls play, says he needs to be there. Don't be on CPT time. That's what he's or CPT. He said be on bruh, Japanese time or something. I bruh, was like, I, bruh. I was like, what is this casual racism? Yeah. Like, what does Japanese time even mean? Yeah, yeah. I was like, don't be on color people's time, be on Japanese people's time. I'm like, are you saying, like, quick and efficient? But, like, you can say that in a better way. I mean, I know you were on, like, a time limit, but, like, you didn't have to do that. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but they get they get um, Clay and Bilal to bail him out, and they go get Shireen and Sydney to get money. Because- Bruh, they, I felt like they had a hard time, like, getting the money. Because weren't they supposed to go to an after party at Burger King? I think they all end up pulling their money together. I don't know if there's a reason why they got Sydney and Shireen. Because I know Shireen probably definitely doesn't have any money. Well, all definitely doesn't have Clayton any money. Could probably afford it by himself. His parents are doctors, right? I See, I don't remember. I remember them being out of town, but I don't remember why they were out of town. But I mean, if, if anybody, I feel like Play and Sydney might be able to somehow get the money, but they all end up sneaking out of the house anyway, or Sydney and Shireen end up sneaking out of the house. And they free Kid, 
And then they mentioned about going to the after party at Burger King. So when they said that to me, I felt like this party probably started at 7.30 because all Burger Kings close at like midnight. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing at Burger King? Like, first of all, why are you having an after party at Burger King? Second of all, why are you having an after party at Burger King on a Tuesday night when you got to go to school in the morning? Your stomach going to be messed up from the Whoppers. Oh, Burger King is so gross. <laughs> they needed, you know what they needed. They needed like an IHOP or like a Waffle House. And I don't think they do. No, you go to the Waffle House. Yeah. If you you stayed up all night, you need to go to the Waffle House and let the Waffle House family care for you. Yeah. I've been there. I've done that. It's a wonderful experience. <laughs> and, um... Eventually, Kid makes his way home, and he climbs into bed, but he also runs into his father. And I feel like he got a beatdown, or at least a threat of a beatdown. No, yeah, he definitely got beat with the belt, because his dad is there with the belt and, like, pops it in that way that parents would do. That's probably why he named Pops. Yes, and he had the, um, which I was confused. I was like, you got whooped in high school? Like, how old are you? <laughs> like, at that point, I'd be like, dang, don't y'all gotta do, like, punishment or something? You get whoopings? But also, like, you, as the credits roll, you hear kids, like, getting popped with the belt, which, I mean, tough luck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> tough luck. I mean, man. I guess the house party was worth it. I mean, yeah, he got beat up. Yeah. He got got, a girl. Yeah, but he also got into a lot. Like, he got, he was arrested. He did get arrested. I don't know how long it's going to stay on his record, but he did get arrested. Forever. Forever. It's going to be there forever. And, like, that's the end of the movie. So what did you think for your first viewing of House Party? What, What are your thoughts? I enjoyed it. Um, there was, I wish there was more house party part to it. I mean, I think that's, but I also think that's kind of like real life because you, you know, you prep and you get ready and, um, especially now like you pregame and all that kind of stuff. And then we get to the party. I mean, the party was lit. Like I would have wanted to go to the party for sure. Um, but I think uh, there was like random parts. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about that. But then I kind of like was thinking like, yeah, it's the 90s. It's the early 90s. Like, of course, there'd be jokes like that or in that kind of thing. Um, but I did enjoy it. I didn't like dislike it. I did. I think it's I think it's um, I think it's a good repeat watch. I'd watch it again. Yeah. And as I mentioned earlier, like. I don't know the first time I've actually like saw House Party, but it's always fun to watch. Like Ashley said, looking at this movie in the cold light of 2018, there's a lot of like very problematic things. Like we mentioned, Bilal, he's problematic and likely gross. Also, the weird like mm-hmm. LOL gay jokes, LOL homophobia. Eh, no, it's not necessary. And I mean, I guess the whole ancientness of kid and play it makes them the characters but like overall it 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 was a fun watch it was kind of like comforting for me it reminded me of being younger and thinking like when I became a teenager it was gonna be like super lit like this yeah but it was like lit in a different way (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. But I felt like it was a good movie to watch. And we did prepare, like, I made some, like, recommendations. So if you've seen House Party and want to try, like, maybe another movie that's similar, I would recommend House Party 2 because it has the pajama jammy jam. And I feel like I went to a HBCU, so, like, pajama jams where everybody go to a party in their pajamas were, like, a thing. And they're, like, really fun. And the way the movie, like, frames that particular party it would be like a super fun event to attend. And like, Ashley, you should watch House Party 2 because it has more of the party part. That would be my favorite part. More. Um, so you might want to check it out. And if I was recommending another movie, I feel like I will also recommend like Class Act, both again, starting Kid and Play, where um, it kind of is like a urban version of The Prince and the Pauper kind of like um kid is um a nerd and play is a playboy like always um and they have to switch plate like some kind of mishap they switch places and play has to pretend to be very smart where kid is you know he is in like a class with hoodlums and stuff it's it's a fun movie to watch like have you ever seen it before i don't think i have but i have seen like uh like a piece of it i feel like it was on tv one day i'm really bad with movies that come on tv because as soon as there's a commercial i'm out of there like mentally yeah it's definitely a blackbuster movie (laughs) yeah i think you should also check that out for like it's it's a goodish movie. It's fun. I haven't watched it in recent years. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be some messed up hearts in it because, of course. But it's a fun watch. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. So, this kind of wraps up our first official episode of a Black Girl Film Club. Um, we will be back in, like, a few weeks, like, two weeks, to deliver another um, Black History month related movie yeah not necessarily about black history but something that's really fun i already have my Um, pick okay (laughs) i feel like i don't know if this is appropriate but i want to watch the players club (laughs) yes 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 okay so i've already planned on watching it tonight so (laughs) i think we're i think we might have to do that one oh the answers are probably very 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 confused with us and very uh i think that'd be a fun watch i don't know about anybody else like that you were definitely gonna run into some problematic issues there but i i think i think players club is gonna be a fun movie to watch so we might be doing players club for our next episode i'm just putting it out there we don't have to do it we'll probably like announce (laughs) it like on twitter or somewhere but i just want you to know that that's in the running (laughs) Yeah, it just might be Players Club. You'll have to listen to find out. Yeah. But thank you guys for giving us your time. And you could find us at blackgirlfilmclub.com or on Twitter at blackgirlfilmclub. Yes. So Ashley, do you have anything you want to add before we go? Um. Yes. Please make more movies like this for the younger babies. <laughs> because... 
I really wish that was the biggest thing I took away from this movie is I really wish that there was more movies like this for black kids, but all like that were made in this like century or this decade, really. Um, but also just in is general, I, I feel like the I feel like the the teen genre has fallen off. The teen comedy genre has fallen off, and I wish it would kind of come back maybe um maybe with something party related i mean there's are there's some but like i feel like there hasn't been in like a while like the last one i could think was like project x was that the one with like the big party um yeah i think so i don't yeah yeah and that was like five years ago i think i I don't don't know yeah i think you're right but yeah, and I never, I mean, I never saw it, but I just missed that whole sort of, like, fun spirit and just kind of, like, having just, like, a really good time and it's not too much, you know, strife and drama. It was just, like, we're having the party. We're going to go to the party. It's going to be lit. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't, no, I don't think anybody can object to right. that. Like, I honestly think we should have, like, it may be- super bad, but for, like, yeah. black kids. Yes, yes, that was what I was thinking when we were watching this. It was like this reminds me so much of Superbad, not necessarily like the the play by play because Superbad and and House Party are a lot different, but they they share like similar sort of like you know two friends. One's way obnoxious than the other. One is the nice guy, you know. Um, and they go to the party and they, you know, they kind of, you know, they either want to get laid or blah, blah, blah. I think it'd be nice to see that because I don't know. And maybe it's because I'm not a teenager anymore and I'm just like, you know, out of the loop, which makes sense because those movies aren't necessarily for me anymore. Um, they're not made with mm-hmm. me in mind, but it would just be a really good thing, I think, if they kind of like. And maybe, you know, we're, we're due for a few like in that film cycle of genres repeating themselves um and becoming really popular and trendy again i think maybe praying praying hands emoji that we get more fun teen comedies if not for me then for the teens (laughs) (laughs) for you for the teens i think i agree with that i would like to see that as well yeah i mean i think that we you know those those are some of the best movies to me when i was like younger especially i mean they did make me think that high school was gonna be like the best thing ever and it was not really but it would be nice (laughs) i think to just see what that looks like in 2018 yeah so that's my that's my that's my two cents (laughs) that's my closing (laughs) arguments and my closing statements for the okay. podcast. Well, we'll see. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next time. You will be listening to yeah. us soon. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.